let's just fly blind on this because I've got I've got I, nothing I've got nothing but pain. Pure anger and yeah. pain to guide me <laughs> through this episode. That's good because it's Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. We are back after a great roundtable episode last week. I want to start off this episode uh, just by saying who the heck we are. I'm Mike Fleischman. That's Matt Mellomsetter. Hi there. Hey. Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. We're talking about the L.A. Rams win over the Green Bay Packers. That happened yesterday on Sunday. We're back here on Monday. We're processing it. We're in stages. But I do want to, before, before we might maybe fall off the rails, I want to say thank you to Garrett Neal. I want to say thank you to Charlie Bevins, Allie Pruitt, to you of course for being there because you're right here and also uh gabriel wilkins calling in on the phone and uh doing one of my favorite things to do i've done it two years in a row now with uh, cheeseheads in chicagoland it was a radio show last year but this year it was a cool round table that we put out as a podcast i, I love doing that yeah and, it was a lot of fun yeah that was that was so much fun so thank you guys uh thank you all of all of you out there for listening this is the best podcast about the green bay packers i am mike fleischman that's matt Mellumsetter. Hey. Um, the, the Los Angeles Rams, I'm going to say that name, right? Most of the time, this podcast, yeah. they're going to be the St. Louis Rams occasionally. A few times, a few times that might That's crop okay. up. Yeah. Um, the, you know, just like the, uh, the NFC central. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, it's going to pop up. David Carr. Yeah. I'm going to David Carr, it's the fine. LA Rams name a few times. Um, every few, every once an episode, we take a little trip back to 2003. Yeah. We go back and, and in, we we think about what the NFL was like yeah. back then, and then we come back. To I, I put on I put on my my khaki cargo pants. Yep, and my uh my my knit sweater, mm-hmm. and I've got a uh, I've got like maybe like you know the tips of my hair are bleached, but I've got sure. like an undercut and a center part. Yeah, and I'm wearing like 14 hemp necklaces. Good. Yeah, and the beard is like still in its its infancy because I'm 23, sure. and I wasn't able to grow a proper beard beard till I was 30. Yeah, no, I was seven. So when we take these trips back, I put on some Heelys. Yeah, um, <laughs> and inside out shorts because I didn't like how the pockets felt. So, oh, I love stuff like that about yeah. childhood where, Children where you just... like where you develop odd odd things where like you don't realize your super ego hasn't developed. Yeah, and you don't realize that you're doing stuff that like. You know, this this is what you know, this is the good part about conformity is yeah. that it makes us put our shorts on <laughs> the right the right, way. the right way. The right way. The right way. <laughs> the, it doesn't allow us to try and make reversible shorts out of sure. non reversible shorts. I had uh like neon stuff was really popular mm. when I was between the ages of like seven and eleven. Sure. So I had like two pairs of shorts that I wore all the time. I had a neon yellow pair of shorts with a big black stripe right down the sides and then i had a neon pink pair of shorts that was like half neon pink half black wow yeah real super contrast there with the neon pink and mm-hmm. yellow and the black they really went yeah for, uh, yeah i looked like i was wearing a safety vest yeah a safety on vest my, on my butt all the time <laughs> safety vest for shorts for yeah. children safety, safety shorts for safety kids pants Los Angeles Rams beat the Green Bay Packers twenty nine to twenty seven in in a game. It was, and now I'm going to start that process where I deal with this grief and I process it in front of an audience. Ah! Ah! <laughs> uh, Matt Malum said, "Are not not quite ready to move past the anger no, stage." I'm still in stage one. Stage, <laughs> stage one isn't stage one denial. We I, didn't lose this game. I, 
What are you, what are you talking about? Oh, uh, I know. Because I'm going to say like a bunch of stupid ass like, you know, in, in some ways it was a win. Yeah, no, we'll get to that. We'll get to that stage. That's called acceptance. Uh, and that happens in a little bit. I think that's four or is that uh, five? I, I don't know my stages okay. of grief. I know like stages of intoxication, mm. <laughs> you know, uh, that sort of thing. But uh, stages of grief, I don't know. Um. 29-27. Green Bay. Very, you pulled up the stages of grief. Stage one is denial. Stage two is anger. Three is bargaining. S- three is bargaining. Four is depression. Five is acceptance. So I, we'll get to stage five by the end of this, I think. Bargaining. It's so like, so if like, if we fire certain people, well, I'll come back to the team and be happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's bargaining. No, and it's, I think bargaining is also going to be a little bit of like the, uh, but it was basically a win. No, yeah, it was basically a win, and we'll get there at about probably. Like no, the, we'll get there like the twenty-five minute mark. Yeah, bargaining we'll get... is where your voice kind of comes. So I, I... Like this. so ah, still in anger. Here's still here's, in anger. here's the thing. Here's the thing about this game is that um, Los Angeles punted. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five times in a row. The fifth punt pinned Green Bay at their own half-yard line. Yeah. And then Mike McCarthy lined up the stupidest play I've ever seen, yeah. <laughs> which was he put Aaron Jones, who isn't your one-yard gain gets you out of the end zone guy, your by the back? way. Just by the way, Mike McCarthy, um, some, uh, some questionable thing there. Put him as a single back in the backfield on first and 10 from your own half yard line. And a safety is what got LA on the board in this game. Yeah. This was a 10 nothing game heading towards halftime. Yeah. This was a 10 nothing game until I'm going to have my, uh, my stats right until there were two minutes and 47 seconds left to go until halftime. Wow. It was 10 nothing. Wow. And it was a convincing 10 nothing. It was yeah. a, a legit 10 nothing. Packers looked really good in the first half. Yeah, we saw Packers' first drive went nowhere, uh, but they immediately got the ball back off of a six-play drive by the Rams. Yep. Got it back at the 25, and Aaron Rodgers proceeded to reel off some some really, a really a beautiful sequence, actually. Yeah. A, a deep pass left to Devontae Adams, a 48-yard field, field flipper, and, yep. which was uh, Adams with a double move, classic Devontae Adams, Get used to seeing this. He's he's under contract for a long time. This yeah. is me building the we house paid back him, up. We paid him a lot of paid money him a lot of money to be here a long and time. And he's still upset. And he's, and he's still, still got has a something to prove. Huge chip yep. on his shoulder, and he's very angry. Uh, and it's it's just gr- it's just growing. Uh, there's a bigger chip on it because uh, because of things that happen. Um, and then immediately after that, Aaron Rodgers threw right deep down the middle, hit Jimmy Graham in stride, and it it was. Initially ruled a touchdown, yeah. but it was a legit overturn. It wasn't quite a touchdown. It was like a few inches short. It was like his half butt, of his a butt. butt. Was yeah. Down, yeah, it was half of a butt away from being a touchdown, and, and then immediately uh, Jamal Williams on second and goal just runs it in. Yeah, and so at that point you're seven nothing. Uh, very very next drive after another six play drive by the Rams where they punt it back to Green Bay. Very next drive, you get the uh, you get a forty one yard field goal. Mm-hmm. Part of what makes this game sting is that Mason Crosby was split in the uprights. Yeah, is is all game. Mason Crosby it's all the way back looked money looked like he could have been money from sixty five. Yep. I mean, on that on that fifty three yarder, he was he was good from sixty. Yeah, he drilled it. He drilled. He that was 
I, I remember the Tom Brennerman was on the call. He says the kick was one of the hardest hit balls he's seen. It was just, it, it, Crosby got the full foot on that one and just spanked it. It was perfect kicking. Well, and that was, that was for the most part, the attitude of this entire team yeah. was just putting the whole foot into it. Yeah. They came out ready to beat the LA Rams and dang it, they almost did. Yeah. And their defense, LA ended up putting up 29 points eventually because time of possession in the second and third quarters swung drastically over to Los Angeles. Uh, They're a very good team, by the way. Yeah. They are not at all false. (laughs) Yeah. This is, I I think there's some falsities in the Rams. I think their defense, I, I, you know, watching this game made me think that, oh, the Rams might not be the Super Bowl contender out of the NFC just because of the, their defense isn't that good. Eh, Their secondary is quite bad. Their secondary is really bad. They, they're able to get a lot of pass rush with Donald and Sue, but we the Green Bay Packers ran all over them. I mean, what we saw was that, yep. is that they don't really have a run defense. They have a good front three that can create pressure on the quarterback, but not a strong enough linebacking core to be good in run defense. They have a very good wide receiving core, and they have a quarterback who yeah. can really fling it. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that kind of offense is, is that a defensive line that gets to the quarterback is is even with holes in the secondary that sort of defense is designed to protect big leads yeah where you're passing a lot yeah and that's what they're doing with the situation that they have is that they are frequently playing in blowouts mm-hmm. because Jared Goff flings it all over they put up 14 points before you your offense has really had blinked. a chance to like stretch out the hamstrings yeah and immediately you are throwing 50 times a, a game in an in an attempt to beat the la rams and aaron donald and the dominican sue are just teeing off on you at that point and they've got they've added a couple of nice blitzing linebackers yeah to that situation as well yeah um if they get into some tough ground games in winter weather in December, yep, they're they're, they're they in might, trouble. They might be in trouble. They're in trouble. Yeah, but if they are playing, if if they're maintaining home field advantage, which they seem to be right now, yeah. And I mean, L.A. Rams home field advantage is a little bit less of an advantage than other teams' yes. home field ad- home field advantage. But but weather wise, weather wise, and yeah. temperature wise and stuff, yeah, they'll take the they'll take that over. Yeah, they got a nice little uh, nice or, little turf field yeah. that that currently has like a psychedelic double logo yeah. effect going on on it. That looked like garbage. Yeah. It looked great. <laughs> yeah. America's game of the week being played on several fields at once. <laughs> Put on your 3d glasses now. Um, so basically the fifth punt by the LA Rams. Yeah. Green Bay's up 10, nothing. Fifth punt pins him at the half yard line. That's Tim Hecker. He, he can, he can Johnny. punt Johnny Hecker. Johnny Hecker can really Tim Hecker. Who is that? He's, is he a comedian? Uh, Tim Heidecker. There's a Tim Hecker as well. Okay. Hi, everyone. We're going to search up some comedians, and we'll get back to you shortly. Um, but no, I, 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 the Rams are good. He's a, he's, a, uh, he's a musician. He's a musician. Okay. Canadian electronic musician and sound artist. Oh, wow. Yeah. What does he do with the sound art? Um, explorative ambient music. Interesting. Has remained as questing an unclassifiable has remained questing and unclassifiable. Interesting. Yeah. I'm into that. My taste is good enough that I know who Tim Hecker is, but I'm not familiar with his work. Uh, so, good a, stage to be Yeah. On. So, Hecker, I'm just going to use last names. That First names are my sure. downfall. Sure. Uh, 
<laughs> Hecker who's already thrown a great fake uh, fake punt pass yeah. out to Sam Shields, which I love giving Sam Shields a little bit of a thing because they didn't call his name once in coverage. No, without with with the Rams in this game, but pins him down. Uh, the Aaron Jones in the backfield play call there. It's dumb. It's just so dumb. Not yet. Uh, put, it, it's it's another situation where Mike McCarthy doesn't correctly use his stable of running backs. Is this is the perfect situation for a Jamal Williams run? This oh yeah, is, Jamal Williams is built for this because Jamal Williams doesn't get stood up. It he, doesn't matter who it he is. He wants it. He won't get st- yeah. stood up because he's gonna find a way to get six inches forward. We've talked about this on this program before. Is Aaron Jones is kind of like a boom or bust running back. He's where, a play action space delay zone block running back. Yep, he'll Jamal get, Williams is a smasher. Jamal Williams is a smasher between the tackles type running back. Aaron Jones will get caught in the backfield every once in a while. Oh, He'll yeah. try and make it into a big play. He doesn't have the pure power that Jamal Williams has. Aaron Jones doesn't move a mob of people. Jamal Williams can carry five guys on his back. This was the perfect situation for Jamal Williams' handoff. Get a yard if that. Or dare I say it, a Ty Montgomery handoff. Yeah, even a Ty Montgomery handoff. Anything. Aaron Jones is just not the right usage of personnel in that situation. Um, and at least I would rather see a throw. I, I overall Aaron, Aaron I wanted a, overall I wanted to throw just because in general I wanted to throw just I trust Aaron Rodgers in that situation more than Yeah that's that's a situation where I trust our line you put push. you put Jamal Williams in the backfield yeah you maybe like motion you have a you have an extra tight end to into block you make it look big you play action you try and uh, you try and find a a sideline route yeah on a single coverage against the cornerback try and get out a of it out to yeah. Devontae Adams on the left side you know like you're screwed <laughs> down yeah. at the one. You know, it's kind of a, a very screwed place to be. So maybe unscrew yourself somehow with uh with some some big plays. But that immediately woke the Rams the heck up. Yep. And the safety, they they end up going right down the field. And there there you have it. Uh, third. It. Yeah. Uh, easy easy pass on third and goal after Todd Gurley gets uh, gets stood up at the goal line twice. And going to halftime, ten to eight. This was a game that, at that point, started to get a little bit out of control in favor of the Rams. But Green Bay had answers on offense, which that was nice to see throughout this game, yeah. as well as that. Like you're facing a very good team. Your defense, your defense is essentially being tasked with keeping them from putting up fifty-two. Yeah, on their home turf on a beautiful day, and they did it. I think the defense played really well. Yeah, I think overall. We saw this defense play pretty darn well. Jair Alexander had a, a breakout game. Absolutely. Jair Alexander looked like a superstar. Uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, for those of you who are not aware of the NFL, is very, very good. Brandon Cooks is in, he's a 4-3 runner, renowned for his route running. He's, un, he's so good. And Jair Alexander shut him down. And Jared Goff put balls on him. Yeah. That's the, that's the they thing. They went is after that, Jair Alexander. Yeah. This whole game, they threw, they targeted Brandon Cooks a lot. Yeah, this this is a game where you know you have Devon House starting in that spot, or really any other we, any Tremont other Green Bay cornerback. Yeah, if you have Tremont Williams on him, if you have Josh Jackson on him, if you have eh, if you have Kevin King on him. Yeah, it's a, this is an eight to ten catch game for Cooks. Yep. But Jair Alexander, meanwhile, just just absolutely shut shut the dude down. Brandon Cooks had three catches on eight targets. 74 total yards. Yep. It's pretty good to hold him to. 
and they kept going back there. Like they kept on expecting Jair Alexander to uh, to mess up and come back down to earth. And this is this is part of the reason why this loss is so frustrating is that this Packer team came out of the bye week looking exactly like you want them to look. Yeah, this Packers team came out of the bye week how we want a team to come out of the bye week. They came out fiery. They knew what the game plan was. They were executing. I, for the most part, had very little problems with Mike McCarthy's play calling this game. I didn't either. I thought it was a well-called game. And what you saw down the stretch was that Green Bay started to get into a pass mode, and then Donald and Sue started teeing off a little bit more, and the offense had a little bit more trouble working because they were trying to work their way all the way back and trying to trying to finish it off. Yeah. But this is a game. It stretched out to 13-8 to on a field goal after halftime. L.A. responds with a touchdown and a two-point conversion, makes it 16-13. to They stretched it out to a 10-point lead on another touchdown drive. So at that point, it's 23-13. to Green Bay still has the answers, though. Yep. Immediately, they answer with a, a quick strike touchdown. Five yards, 75 plays, 75 yards, one minute and 37 seconds. And it was, it was Aaron Jones on a 33-yard run. And this is exactly why I've been, been begging for this guy all season is that he's a running back who gives you long runs for touchdowns. Yeah. That is so rare. That's really rare, and he shows it's a draw play up the middle. They open up the middle. They the allow the edge bl- Aaron Jones. They play. allow the edge blitz in. Aaron Jones just flies up the middle. He has a, he has another gear that he's able to hit on these type of plays, where he's just able to explode like a cannon out of the backfield and take off. Yeah, and no one else on that team is able to do that. You, no, there there are not there are not ten running backs in the NFL who can do this, no, what Aaron Jones no, did on that no. play. Uh, that's you you have a a special player yeah in the backfield there and he's going to be crucial down the stretch yeah we finally saw him get double digit carries he got 12 carries for 86 yards 7.2 yards per carry pretty good it's really good the 33 yard touchdown run makes it 23 to 20 in favor of the rams the rams get a field goal it's 26 to 20 at that point green bay immediately another touchdown drive two touchdown drives right in a row just answering right back this was uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 40-yard touchdown strike. Valdez-Scantling was playing at the second wide receiver spot for the yeah. second half of the game. He is, Geronimo Allison was back. I'm sure they're, they're still working Allison back in. We saw a little bit of Cobb and, yeah. Cobb and Allison, but um, MVS appears to have, have the upper hand right now on the, on the rookie wide receivers, and he might be starting to gain an upper hand on Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison. Yeah, he uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling looked good. He's looked good over the last couple of weeks. He's been in the right spots. He's been a great fill in for Geronimo Allison. He he adds speed that we haven't had at wide receiver in a while. I mean, we ha- we have it with the Green Bay Packers have it with Trevor Davis, but Marquez Valdez Scantling can run routes and catch the football. And yeah, do a lot of things. Yeah, that, I think the um, the difference there is that unlike Trevor Davis, yeah. <laughs> Marquez Valdez Scantling a football player. Yeah, Trevor Davis a runner. Yes. Um. And that kind of speed that we see out of MVS on the boundaries is is worthy of drawing over the second safety help, is worthy of demanding extra attention, and it's something that when Rodgers sees it lined up one-on-one in press coverage, he can immediately go to it. And that's what we saw with, on this play, is go ahead. The, the Rams are lined up in press coverage on Marcus yep. Valdez-Scantling. He breaks, 
he breaks the release, makes has a great release on the line, swats away his hands, and just leaves him in the dust. He's a 4-3 runner. He just posts him. Rodgers lays it right on his hands, perfect throw, runs it in. Tell you what, this these this first draft cast draft draft class. Hey, that's cool. Hey, sorry. And that's all right. This first draft class yeah. for Brian Gutkins looks looks outstanding. Looks, he knocked this one out of the park. Jair Alexander is an absolute baller. Josh Jackson is turning into more of a project. Yeah, hey, he which, he only got five snaps today. Yeah, in he was game. pressed into service early on. Yeah, with uh, with Kevin King out and Devon House turning into a complete pumpkin. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. so he got pressed into service early and looked like looked like a rookie with flashes of potential. Yeah, and right now with Jair Alexander, Kevin King currently healthy, and also Jermaine Whitehead playing very well. Yeah. There's no reason to put a rookie out there who's still in in rookie mode. Um, even Josh Jones is becoming a special teams gunner. Yeah. If if there is an attitude good. problem with keeping Josh Jones off the field, I don't see it. No. Because boy, he was he was playing on special teams like that's what he wants to do. Yeah. In the NFL, and he looked a man. He's athletic. Yep. Josh Jones is all over the field on special teams. Yeah. He I, was the first one down on kickoffs. He was the first yep. one down on punts. He was. He made a big hit on one of the punt returns, kind of towards the end of the game. Josh Jones. We've we've remarked on Josh Jones's problems in coverage before, uh, and we haven't been able to see him play on defense really this mm-hmm. year. So we don't know if those still persist. I don't know if it's an attitude problem or what. But man, did he look good on special teams? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that if it's an attitude problem. I don't know that he's your special teams gunner yeah. because you're putting a lot. You're asking a lot on him because. Yeah. Boy, special teams touchdowns will destroy you. Will the special team bad plays on special teams will destroy yeah. you? Yeah, as we learned. Yeah. Funny, <laughs> funny. This game. That's that's me segueing into the final sequence of this game. Green Bay takes a 27-26 lead on that Valdez Scantling touchdown pass. From there, the L.A. Rams until the final drive of the game, which we're going to talk about later. From there, in crunch time, the Green Bay defense on two possessions allowed the Rams. 33 yards of offense. Wow. Protecting a one-point lead. This defense allowed 33 yards of offense. Of course, in J.K. Scott uncorked the worst punt of his young NFL career to set up that field goal. Yep. That sucks, but uh, J.K. Scott is good. J.K. Scott's good. He just had his yeah. first bad game. Yeah, he's got he's to work it out. He's got to do better than that, but so that sets up a situation where it's 29 to 27. There's 205 on the clock. There's 205 on the clock. And the Rams are kicking off. Green Bay has a timeout. This the Rams are kicking off the time Montgomery. This means that what you do is you catch the ball and you need the ball so that the Packers can run that draw play that they always love to run and get an automatic stoppage with the 2 minute warning. Yep. Ty Montgomery that's, catches the ball. That's what you do. A few yards deep in the end zone. Do, we, do I have to keep going? Do you want me to keep? Now. Can we stop? Can we yeah, not? Can, can, we, can we not hurt not? Matt Mellum Center? Can we not talk about uh, what happened? This is, it's, it's truly amazing. And in the second half of this program, we're going to take a break and then come back in the second half. We're going to, um, there's, there's been a, a pretty, a pretty significant thing happening in the press, which is, a Green Bay player spoke anonymously about this situation to the press. Oh, yeah. And that's rare coming out of Green Bay. But 
Ty Montgomery catches the ball four yards deep in his own end zone and tries to run it out. And if you take a knee, it's 205. With it's 205 left to go in the game. Yeah. If you run you it out, you have one timeout and you have the ball in a first ballot Hall of Famer's hands. Yeah. With with uh the one of the top three wide receivers in the game and a six foot seven inch tight end. Yeah. And a big play running back in the backfield. And only seventy five yards to go. With seventy five yards to go. In this second and half. And a field goal kicker who's kicking as if his life depends on it. And in the second half, we saw Aaron Rodgers and the Spring Bay Packers team go five plays, seventy five yards for a touchdown in one minute and thirty seven seconds. Yep. We saw the Green Bay Packers team, led by Aaron Rodgers, go five plays, 75 yards in two minutes and 49 seconds for a touchdown. No timeouts in either of those possessions. What we know, and what we know from Aaron Rodgers' existence as a human being, is that he can do this in his sleep. Yep. This this game's on ice. You've got to get 35 yards. You've got to get 35 to yards. 57-yarder on a sunny 78-degree day in Los Angeles. And Crosby knocked through a 50- With no wind. Crosby knocked through a 53-yarder that looked like it was good from 65. Yep. Anything inside of 60, your money. In honesty, what we've seen here thus far, Rodgers could probably get a touchdown. Yep. It's Rams secondary's week. Instead? Instead, Ty Montgomery tries to run out of his own end zone. And and this is a situation, Matt, where I'm, I'm going to just, I understand this. I know we, we've sat down frequently, and I've frequently p- professed yeah. that like I'm not an NFL coach. Sure. I have never played football at a level higher than freshman football. This is not, this is not a game I understand from a field-level perspective. Sure. But that was wrong. <laughs> yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. It was horrible. <laughs> it was really horrible. It was wrong. Why you do that? Why? I... I texted you just the letter Y after that happened. Why? Yeah, I didn't see it because I was too busy dying. I knew you were. Yeah, I knew just I was, like whatever I was happening in your life was, was, it was awful. deep inside of my couch and I didn't come out for three more days. Why? You're now we're in, here. Still in there I'm right still now. in the couch. I'm recording from home. The couch is in his mind. And his mind is in the couch. <sighs> Dang it. I, I just like that one. There's. There is no universe in, in which a run back, even a good run back, helps you. No, there isn't. There's in, in really, honestly, unless this run back puts the Packers into field goal pos- position, there's no way that this run back is better than just kneeling. And that doesn't even help because then you leave Jared Goff time. Yeah. I'm a believer in Jared Goff. That dude puts I think some he's good. balls on people. I, what I, I, I can't think of it. <laughs> I don't have any reason, really. No, nah, it's, it's, it's none there. And so 29-27, it's Rams ball. Todd Gurley picks up a first down. At that point, it's done. Uh, Gurley decides not to go into the end zone, which uh, uh, that's there's a smart play because it, it runs the time down, and, uh, and you're not showing off on a team that you already done beat. So that, uh, that finishes it off, and Packers drop to 3-3-1. Three, three and one. On, you know, this is we can we can play coulda woulda should have all day long, but the Packers were down by two when they got the ball back. They were losing. Yeah, and you know that's that's because the Rams are a legitimately good it's team. Because the Rams are really good. 
And the Packers, if they want to run in the playoffs, if they want to be in the postseason, if they want to contend for a Super Bowl, which any year that Aaron Rodgers laces them up and is good, that you're contending for a Super Bowl or you have no reason to yeah. be out there. Yeah. You got to beat good teams. And I'm going to go back to uh, to what what a coach told us in our pregame coverage on Friday night. Uh, it was a very similar situation, actually, to this game. We were doing uh, Lowell versus the Griffith Panthers and Coach Geffert of the Griffith Panthers. Lowell is a team that played for the state championship last year. Mm-hmm. They're at home. Their home their home turf is the Inferno. Like, it's, it's a place. It's where Dante goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's where you go to lose to Lowell. Yeah. Um, Griffith is coming in, and their coach says, like, the way we win today is if we play a mistake-free game in all three phases. Mm-hmm. That's how you win on the road. That's how you win. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's he's not, you know, this is not some sort of great insight. You know, don't, you know, very very few football coaches in pregame interviews are going to drop, like, pearls of wisdom on you. You know, it's because, like, they're, you don't need pearls of wisdom to win football games. No. He's you need, correct. You need to not make mistakes. And, you know, his, his, his team lost because... They made one mistake. It took them out of their heads, and then they made four more. Yeah. Um, the Panthers lost to the Lowell Red Devils because you know, they they did not execute in all in all three phases of the game the way they needed to. Packers lost in Los Angeles because they did not execute a mistake free game in all three phases. They executed a largely mistake free game in two phases. Yep. And then, and it's doubly frustrating before we go to the break because as we were talking about. This Packers special teams unit is looking very good. Yeah, I'm um, on the large. Part, I mean, it's you good. S- you know, they put Crawford, who I mentioned two weeks two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They had him as the special teams captain, and boy, that guy is is making a case that like maybe he should play actual downs. Yeah, and Josh Jackson looks like he belongs in a special team gunner role right mm-hmm. now. Um. Whether or not he ever plays cornerback or safety in the NFL, he is clearly like a guy who you should pay to play special teams yeah. at the moment. Yeah, which good for him. Uh, that this is a special teams unit. Mason Crosby looks to have rescrewed his head back on. Yeah. Uh, J.K. Scott may or may not be a, a top five punter in the NFL. He, outside of one punt today, yep. yesterday, he's he certainly has. Yeah, consistency is going to. Uh, is going to get you there if if you want to be that. Everything is going so well in the special teams game, and and then one situation just just throws it all off, and then all of a sudden you have not played a mistake free game in all three phases. Yeah. Um. So there there you have it. Twenty nine twenty seven. We are going to take a quick break. I'm going to uh, I'm going to make sure that Melm Setter's got got uh you know enough coffee. Maybe we'll need to get him a get him a, a stronger liquor. beverage. Some liquor, yeah. please. <laughs> Um, make sure we're all okay. And this is Cheeseheads in Chicago, and we're the best pack. We're the best podcast, the podcast about the Green Bay Packers, and we'll be back <laughs> after this break.
It's Cheeseheads in Chicago, and we got sad during the break. Although we did talk about hams, that made me feel better. That's uh, that's how simple I am. This is the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I'm Mike Fleischman. That's Matt Mellemstetter. Thank you very much for listening to our cool podcast. We we really enjoy doing this podcast. I mean, I feel better about this game already just because I'm I'm talking into a microphone about it. Good. I'm glad you how we do. process things. I don't know about you, Matt. Not, <laughs> no, I'll he doesn't feel better. Good. I'll <laughs> never feel better. This feeling of loss and defeat. <laughs> will stay with me. Look in my gut. Uh, and when... It's like you're experiencing like a, your first breakup. Yeah. It's just like, I'll never feel better, Dad. I won't. Okay. I, I think we're going to get an Aaron Rodgers proclamation. I think I, I, I'm waiting on an Aaron Rodgers, not a relax, not a run the table, but something similar. And I think the rest of the season will go according to our greatest dreams. And then we'll win a Super Bowl. This team, this team showed up in yeah. Los Angeles. This team has had some problems showing up. They came off the bye week and they put themselves in a chance with a chance to win the game against an undefeated team who is just stacked in almost every direction. Every direction. Outside of the secondary and like, like just the secondary, really. Yeah. It was it was un unbelievable what happened and I want to get into get into this and so here's here is a teammate who is being quoted anonymously and I don't want to speculate on the actual sure. record of this podcast who it might be yeah because I'm not TMZ yeah but this is this is a quote that's been been printed so you know clearly like this is a teammate actually said this. They took him out on the previous drive. Their teammate says of Montgomery for a play, and he came off the field and slammed his helmet and threw a fit. Then before the kickoff, they told him to take a knee, and he ran it out anyway. That was him saying, "I'm gonna do me." The player goes on to say after some f bombs, which I don't, I don't feel like saying them because I don't have, to, I don't want to do the work to bleep them out. Sure. Uh, we've got Aaron Rodgers. The best I've ever seen. You're going to take that risk. It's 12. All you got to do is give him the ball, and you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And this anonymous player, regardless of the ethics of just, like, absolutely ethering Ty Montgomery yeah, anonymously just, in just the press. Worse than any Nas this song could have ever done. <laughs> other than that, this player is correct. Yeah. No. Give the ball to Aaron Rodgers, and the game's on ice. Do it. Do it. Pop Give that ball, cha- champagne Rogers. bottle already with two minutes left Do in the it. fourth quarter. It's done. Do it. There's no one better at that situation. That That's what will. And this, I do not generally want players on a team I root for coming to the press anonymously and just completely ethering Montgomery. But at the same time, like, like there is... There is just a certain level of execution that you have to demand yeah. from 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 football players. Yeah. Because that's not like a that's not a, a oh my goodness, you know, I was hit in the I was hit in traffic on a play where they called my number and gave me the ball and trusted me. Nope. And I happened to fumble or like oh, say like Khalil Mack absolutely like torched yeah. you know, a Pro Bowl left tackle 
and strips Mack Aaron rips Rodgers. your head off yeah. and takes the ball out of your dead hands. Like, that didn't happen. Or you, know, you high-pointed a ball to Devontae Adams right along the sideline being guarded by a Pro Bowl cornerback, and he just can't get his left toe in bounds. Like, any of those situations lose the game. I'm I'm fine, like because the player you've put the you've called the players' numbers and they're being asked to do something. Ty Montgomery has to take a knee in the end zone. Ty Montgomery that was his to, job. That was his. That was what was called for him. The job is catch the ball cleanly, sit down. Yep. And uh, listening to Mike McCarthy's uh, presser afterwards, is he was a little bit more hesitant to throw Montgomery under the bus as a good yeah, coach. That's a, com- that's a tough situation. To- tough situation to talk to the press about. And Montgomery er, and McCarthy basically said, look, he's trying to make a play and kind of insinuates that they told him, but doesn't fully say that they told him. Yep. Just take a knee. This, uh, 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 and before we get into like what the player said, I, I this is a situation where you expect a veteran player, a guy who's been a kick returner in the league for three years now, and Tyre Montgomery, a guy who came out of Stanford, uh, graded as a sixth-round wide receiver, but a third-round kick returner. A guy who's a Pro Bowl game-changing kick returner. A guy who's made plays where the ball's near the sideline, and he's smart enough to step out of bounds on the sideline and field it inbounds so that the Packers get the ball at the 45-yard line. Ty Montgomery's a smart player who knows situations, who's been in the league and been in this system for years now. This is a play where you expect him to know what he's supposed to be doing. That's why it's so baffling is that he's been absolutely nothing but a competent professional and and not not any sort of like outstanding player, but an extremely C plus football player. Totally a, a an above average yeah. receiving back, an above average pass blocking back, a decent running back. He made the shift when the Packers needed it from wide receiver to running back. Tom Montgomery to this point has been nothing but a consummate professional and has done his job eh, pretty well. Worth his pay grade. Yeah, worth his draft absolutely. stock as a third rounder and worth his pay grade. This decision, along with uh, the anonymous player coming out and saying, oh, the coaching staff did tell him directly, you have to take a knee here. And then insinuating that it was rooted in some sort of frustration about being taken off of a drive earlier. Where he made a bad play in pass protection. Which it was, it was on a third. We and have to know by now that that's what gets you benched that's what as gets a you running back as a running back in, in the system because is if you uh, don't it, pass it's, it's twelve before eighty eight. Yep. thirty or thirty three. Yep. Doesn't matter who you are as a running back. The only player you should care about is number twelve. Yeah, if you got Todd Gurley in the backfield and he doesn't pass protect for Aaron Rodgers, he's gonna get you're benched. Com- you're coming out. Like it or not, that's how that's how McCarthy run run his ship. Just and, lay a chip block. Just yeah. give him something. And on that play on third and six, Ty Montgomery doesn't give him anything. Aaron Donald breaks through. Ty Montgomery doesn't even make a motion towards Aaron Donald as he breaks through the center of the line. Aaron Rodgers gets sacked. Ends the drive. That's it. Ty Montgomery gets pulled. Throws his fit. And the game is uh, the game's done. Game's done. And. I thought for sure at this at at this juncture today at six twenty p.m. Yeah. on Monday after the game, I thought for sure Ty Montgomery gets released I, from I, the team. I I saw a lot of that um, kind of talk. I I don't think there's a chance that Ty Montgomery gets released. I well, don't he think has not it, been. He has not been, and I don't think he will be. I think he'll just never see the field again this year. I think he's done seeing the field really because. Do you remember in twenty sixteen? 
uh, when we kept only two running backs on the roster, mm-hmm. and they both got hurt, and so yep. we had to convert Ty Montgomery to running back. I do. I don't want that to happen with Randall Cobb. I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> and so I think that's the thought yeah. process is, like, Aaron Jones has an history, injury history. There's no sure. free agent who's going to be able to come in, learn the playbook, and be better. We tried that with Niall Davis. It Like, it doesn't work. There's not good free agent running backs. Devontae Mays has not been healthy. Or- yeah. Or active for a while, so yeah, it's, it's 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 a situation of. Like, I understand the thinking. It's just that yeah, my my irrational lust yeah. for vengeance was kind of kind of put put there in that. And also, there's like an accountability thing to yeah. it as well. Of like, you didn't do your job, you should lose your job now. You should not be getting paid for that. But well, I also advocate for guaranteed contracts. Yeah, they no. should pay him the rest of the yeah, year, but no. also <laughs> could cease to employ, yeah. cease to require his his football services. And it's easy from a fan's perspective to think that kind of thing. That's me getting in that fan trap again, mm-hmm. which, like, I am a fan. I'm allowed to be there every once in a while. Yeah. Um, this this thought of, but yeah, when you think about it in a in a calmer way, because you know, the fan thinks, all right, you've got Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. You theoretically have Devonte Mays, and yeah. in you know as a practice squad guy or as a an in, a, inactive guy who could become active, you've got now a stable of seven wide receivers, four of which are healthy and productive in yeah. Adams, Cobb, MVS, and Allison, and then Jamon Moore and and EQ St. Brown, and also Jimmy Graham at yeah. tight end sitting behind him. You no longer need Ty Montgomery as a running back. You no longer need Ty Montgomery as a wide receiver. He's potentially expendable. He, yeah. It, from the fans' perspective, from the, like, I'm playing Madden. Yeah. He has become an expendable player. But, yeah, the real world does not work that way. And, like, I think as I continue to calm down, I may become, like, more rational about yeah. that. But this that was something that you expect, yeah, it's, it, I mean, we got it with Brandon Bostick right away after, yeah. the NCAA, after the NFC Championship game in 2014. Is pretty typically, I mean, when guys make uh, huge mistakes like this, uh, the 49ers punt returner a few years ago when he drops, fumbles the punt um, with the lead, fired immediately. Huge outbreak on Twitter and all that of like, gotta cut him. It, it just really doesn't work in this situation. Just because of the way that the Packers roster is constructed, I expect them to keep Ty Montgomery for the foreseeable future. And it's been... I, I know we talked on, on on this podcast before the season started of yeah. potential ways we could see Ty Montgomery used this season. And yeah, this this speaks to Mike McCarthy as well in that like he does not use players exotically. No. And Ty Montgomery is a guy just crying out for an exotic usage. Yeah, and I think we were we were really hoping that that a new offense, a new coordinator was going to was going to push Ty Montgomery to be used as like a hybrid slot wing type yeah. player who could do a number of things for you. And so far, it's either been he lines up in the backfield and runs for three yards, occasionally gets a good hole and runs for seven yards, yeah, or he does nothing, or he. Before this game, he maybe throws a block, but in this yeah. game, he doesn't yeah. want to throw a block. Works in pass protection every once in a while. Yeah, Jamal Williams has shown himself to be the better pass protection blocker. Yeah, and what I think we're going to see now is kind of Jamal Williams taking away Ty Montgomery's pass blocking responsibilities as well as Ty Montgomery's pass catching responsibilities. And Aaron yep. Jones 
kind of pulling into those pass catching responsibilities a little bit as well. So uh, just a, you know, I feel a bit for Ty Montgomery, even though like he done really messed up, and as a fan that makes me mad. But it's still just like that is, that's a tough tough place to be in. Yeah, that's a tough bench to go sit on. That's a tough locker room to walk back into. Yeah, and you know time will tell. Like if down, you know there's Packers might need all fifty three. Yeah. To, to to do something in this season yet. And boy, I tell you what, again, like they came out, they came out and tried to win the game. And dang it, they almost did. Yeah. So close. They looked real. They looked sharp. Look, and, and it's a, a again, it's this defense played really well and played really well in situations. I mean, on third down, this defense was phenomenal. 33 yards allowed after taking the lead. Yeah. Like what else are you gonna ask? For? You can't ask for anything more. This is this is the best offense in football you're going against. Yeah, there along with Kansas City, this is the best offense in the this is the best offense in the NFC. Yeah. Along with Kansas City, the best offense in the NFL. Goff, Gurley, and Cooks on the other side. You've got Donald Woods. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, Robert Woods is no slouch at all. It's uh, man. Rams look better when they started going after uh, Tremont Williams on Woods. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Woods had I think seven receptions on ten targets or something like that. It's, I think going forward, this defense is only going to get better. And I'm excited about that. Over the last three games before this, the defense was converting, was forcing like 26% conversion rate on third downs. Like the defense was number two in the league on third downs. Bashad Breland was inactive today because the, yesterday because the Green Bay Packers decided to go so often with a, like using a safety as their fourth cornerback. Um, I think Bashad Breland will get active soon in, a more traditional game where Petten isn't relying on these nitro packages and sure. I wonder. I wonder if we might see him on the 11th versus the Dolphins. I'm looking ahead at the schedule. Patriots are next yeah. Sunday night game. I yeah. think you play the same defense against the Patriots that you do against. Yeah, that you do against the Rams. Probably. I think that's that's another it's another road game. They're yeah. going to have to come out with that same level intensity. They there's no. There's no games off. I mean, I realize the Dolphins are like trash that is on fire and also in Miami. So, so they're, <laughs> they're basically ba- a game yeah, off. They're awful, but you still have to beat them. And then you go to the Seahawks and the Vikings before you get the Cardinals, who are incredibly bad, and then the Falcons, and then Bears, Jets, Lions to finish it out. There's there's a, a, there's a few weaker teams yeah. in that second half of the schedule. But this was an interesting week in the NFL, just overall. I know... We haven't taken like a wide look at the NFL in a couple of weeks because the the uh, Packers have kept us uh, kept us plenty on our toes. Yeah, yeah. but you take a look at this week uh, on Thursday. Deshaun Watson is back and uh, good. beat the heck out of the Dolphins. And uh, Brocktoberfest has been canceled. Good. good. How is Brock Osweiler getting paid in the league? He's Jesus, getting paid Lord Almighty. I don't know how. He- Brock Osweiler is terrible, awful garbage. He's really bad. Um, the Eagles beat the Jaguars. The Jaguars are slumping because Blake Bortles is back down to earth. I thought I was vindicated in thinking that Blake Bortles was going to be good in the league, but no. it's regression to the mean, yeah. which I always forget is a thing until people regress to the mean. Meanwhile, the Eagles are coming back at it. Yeah. So 24-18, um, to 18, Eagles beat the Jaguars. Uh, the Bears win convincingly over the Jets. The Jets are garbage. Jets are really bad. Uh, Jets are really, really the Jets really are bad. very bad in places where the Bears are very good. Yeah, uh, 
so that was a that was a good convincing win if you uh if you're hoping to watch Mitch Trubisky become something other than terrible. Uh, but 16 of 29 for 220 yards and two touchdowns, that beats the Jets. Yeah, that'll beat the Jets. It, it, that beats the bottom third of the league. It was, yeah, it was a it was a game of two Trubiskys, and it so often is with yep. the Bears. It's a game where, oh, they come out looking pretty good in the first 10, 15 plays because they're all scripted and they've been working on them at practice. Then they look pretty bad in the second quarter, and Mitch Trubisky looks just atrocious in Started the game, Mr. Risky was four for five, and then he went like four of 12 to end the first half, like five of 16. Second half, Nagy makes a few adjustments, and the Bears play kind of pretty well, but it's against the Jets. And Trubisky looks okay and makes a few great throws, but also a few boneheaded throws. And it's kind of an every week thing where the Bears look, oh, the Bears look good. Oh, the Bears look terrible. Sure. And that's a nice segue into the Bengals beating the Buccaneers at home. Jameis Winston threw four interceptions. Yeah. And he got benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And I am wondering. How does he like, do it? Melum Setter, do you see like the possibility of Trubisky becoming a Fitzpatrick kind of quarterback? No, because Trubisky doesn't take the deep shots like Fitzpatrick does. Yeah, I'm wondering Trubisky if I'm wondering if that comes because he's got the he's got the arm for it. He's got the arm for it. He just can't place it. I mean, the, the biggest issue with Trubisky right now is has nothing to do with his arm strength. He's got all the arm strength in the I world. Think he's got the fear. He's he doesn't pull the trigger. He makes the wrong reads before the snap. It's pretty easy to roll into a different coverage and confuse the hell out of him. He just looks like a rookie quarterback in his second year. Yep. It's going to be a few more years for Mitchell Trubisky to be good. Meanwhile, Ryan Fitzpatrick does not have the fear. No, Brian Fitzpatrick has negative fear. Dispossessed of fear. He feels happier whenever he makes a risky decision. Yep. Jameis Winston, I just want to take a moment. I I read the most just astounding stat about Jameis Winston in 50 starts. He has been responsible for 70 turnovers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I I did not realize that it was that bad. I didn't know an NFL team had turned the ball over 70 times in 50 games. That's it's just baffling. That's and it shows you like the, I don't know. You know the Buccaneers are floundering in all sorts of directions. In that, like their defense is is a book of matches and a shoe. Yeah, it's uh, giving up about five hundred <laughs> yards a game. Yeah, um, their their offense. They drafted a guy to be a leader, and he has done nothing but like do incredibly stupid and like criminal things off the field. Yeah. And meanwhile, like, talk to the press as if, like, and his, like, come back to the press of always, like, well, I'm, I'm ready to, I've really learned and, you know, I'm ready to come back and be stronger and, and be better and, like, be, you know, occupy my place as a leader. And, like, I don't. It doesn't happen. And what the Buccaneers did, like, probably the smartest thing that they've done recently is they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick for, like, the. As you know, as an insurance policy against yeah. their quarterback, who they have no faith in, but also like as this idea of like that, if you put pressure on Jameis Winston because he's he finally has someone other than Mike Effin Glennon, yeah, backing him up, who like you know I that doesn't put any pressure on Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston knows like heck he's better than Mike Glennon. Yeah. Meanwhile, you put Fitzpatrick behind him and push him. Yeah. He's yeah. either going to respond or he's gonna like crumble crumble and he absolutely crumbled and it's just it's a it's a shame because the buccaneers are always that team where you're like they're just like one piece away yeah 
and now they're they're kind of back to the drawing board and that like Fitzpatrick is 35 and he's cool as heck. Yeah, but, but he, like he's, he's not their option. He's not their option. Ryan Fitzpatrick's not the type of quarterback that's going to play till he's 40 and be good. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick has a good year every 3 years. No, no, he's going to be a backup somewhere else next year. Yeah. And that's that's cool and I I wish him all the best. Uh, the Seahawks beat the crap out of the Lions in Detroit. Seahawks put up 21 points in the second quarter. Yeah. And the Lions uh, Lions forgot that they have a good running game somehow. Yeah. And Russell Wilson was basically flawless. He had a 158.3, which is yeah, the perfect uh, pass rating. Every once in a while, Russell Wilson does that. Just does some crazy stuff where he goes like 14 of 15 with three touchdowns. Classic, classic Wilson. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Broncos 32-23. Uh, Patrick Mahomes continues to be the second coming of Christ. He's good. 24, 34, 300 yards, four touchdowns. Um, the Redskins beat the Giants because the Giants are the worst team That's I've terrible. ever seen. They're so bad. Uh, the Steelers beat the Browns, and Hugh Jackson got fired good. because Hugh Jackson is also very bad. It's just a terrible head just coach. A- Terrible, terrible, terrible head coach. And they put bad Greg leader. Williams in his place. And they replaced which is, him with another terrible, yeah. bad coach who's a bad leader. I would have put Teron Liu in his place, yeah. honestly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because Teron Liu could coach a football team better than anyone that's been coaching the Browns for the last 10 years. Uh, the Panthers beat the Ravens 36-21. to 21. Cam Newton has that team 5-2 and two real quietly. Yeah. And he was, uh, he was their leading rusher and passer. Camden's in that good. game, he's very, Camden's very good. really, really, really good. He wears some goofy hats. Those hats are awful. He wears some goofy, goofy hats. Those hats are so, so bad. Cam Newton makes some weird fashion choices yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I, and it's, he's such a good quarterback. And that team is, has been like, that team has been just so neglectful in putting actual good pieces around him. Yeah. Like, they, nothing you can do with Devin. He hasn't had a good wide receiver since Steve Smith Sr. Yeah. No, that, I mean, seriously. In Who's like a senior citizen now. Yeah, who yeah. is 59 yeah. years old now. Could you give Cam Newton a, a receiver that isn't Greg Olson? Yeah. Please. Um, the uh, the Cardinals beat the 49ers and, and whatever. And the yeah. Saints beat the yeah. Vikings in a cr- early Christmas present. I mean, how about who are you rooting for in that game? Like the Vikings need to lose to keep pace, but the Saints are six and one, yeah, and are God. pushing that Packers draft pick further down the first round. Any first round draft pick is good, though, especially. Yeah. Oh my God, it's it, especially it, when you got it for what you got it for from the Saints. Yeah, it, that first round draft pick that we got from the Saints is what allowed us to take Jair Alexander. Yep, uh, that was a great move right away. First move from Google yep. Cunts, a fantastic move, and it looks better every day. I don't care if it's the. If it turns out to be the 32nd overall pick and the Saints win it, it's fine. Kirk Cousins went 31 of 41, 359 yards and two touchdowns in this game. And Vikings fans are mad at him for some reason. They got like it. Your defense out. turned into cheese, my friends. Yeah, defense uh, is not good right now. It's uh, it's It's gone very, very poorly. So that that's kind of like the league roundup right now. If you take a look at the NFL NFC North. Yeah, which is what they've been calling the division for a decade at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no longer the central. <laughs> it's uh, it's Bears in sole possession of first place, four and three. Uh, the Bears are are yeah, they're they've got they've got some work to do. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's see if they can work it out. It's an interesting uh, interesting 
situation for the Bears. That Mac trade made them better. Yeah. That was a good move. Vikings four, three, and one. Packers three, three, and one. Lions three, four, and one. They are looking not good. They are looking not good, but yeah. Again, there are there are three great quarterbacks and the best defensive player in the game in the NFL nor- NFC North right now. Yeah. Uh this is going this is going to come down to week seventeen. Yep. It's I think I think it will be decided by week seventeen Packers at Lions. I think that'll be I think that'll be another huge division defining game in Detroit one more time, yep. Aaron Rodgers. One once more. I get a chance back because the Lions beat the Packers twice last year. Yeah. That was a thing. I feel weird saying that. Yes, three wins in a row for the Lions versus Packers. Three no in their last three. All right. It's uh six thirty eight PM and I've got to get home and uh Go and make dinner. So we're gonna wrap this podcast up. I don't know why I'm talking about my dinner plans on this podcast. What are you gonna make? What am I gonna talk about Ty Montgomery some more? Uh, I'm gonna make Thai curry. Some green curry okay. with a little uh yeah. little uh lime leaf in it and coconut milk yeah uh we're gonna be come come back next week talking about packers patriots sunday night game i'm um i'm there for it yeah I'm, I'm ready for this one i think i think green bay has the exact same challenge in front of them that they, that they had this week you have to play a perfect perfect mistake free game yeah not a perfect game but you have to play a mistake free game mm-hmm. in all three phases yeah if you want to beat the patriots they almost done did it to the Rams, and I'm I'm assuming that anyone on a special team squad of the Packers right now is is going to be doing a little bit of extra work. Yeah, I think Ron Zook's situ- going to be putting them through a, a few extra drills, a few extra film days this week. Oh, Ron Zook might have a little sweat forming underneath <laughs> his collar. Like, what is the air conditioning not working in this room? I'm Ron Zook. This is how I sound. My seat is very hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the heated seats in my new Lincoln Navigator. Do they still make Lincoln Navigators? What on I earth am I, I hope talking not. about? Uh, I'm on Twitter at MP Fleischman. I also work for the Regional Radio Sports Network. I call sports games for them. Check us out next Friday. We're going to be back at the Inferno as the Hammond Morton governors are coming in to play the Lowell Red Devils, as Lowell's trying to come out of their sectional head down to regionals. Matt Mellum said, are you do stuff here in the beautiful Loop Studios of Radio DePaul Sports? I do. I am the uh, program director here at Radio DePaul Sports, where we film, not film, where we record. We don't film much. We don't film much here. We do have a camera behind me, but we mainly record audio here at the Radio DePaul Sports station down in uh, 1 East Jackson in DePaul Central. Um... I host a few shows here on Radio DePaul. I host the DePaul on Football with Charlie Bevins every Monday from 5.30 to 6.30. I host the Sports Ball every Monday from 6.30 to 7. We're not running either of those shows today. Harsh. Because uh, it's a busy, busy week for Matt. Um, other than that, I do From the Loop with uh, Tim Sevens on uh, Thursdays, and we release a podcast every once in a while. All right, check out the From the Loop podcast. You're on Twitter at Setter. Uh, you have taken over the Cheese Coggleland Twitter account for live game tweeting, yeah. and I gotta say, like you are, you are a natural uh, live game Thank tweeting you. guy. You did a much better job than I've done in that you sent tweets. Yeah, I, I nailed is, the tweet, which thing. is something that I suffer from. I typed a lot of of characters and I hit the send button yep. a lot of times. Yeah, I, I I got that I got that blocked. That's uh, that's not a strength of my game. Yeah. Um, more of a talker than okay. a than a tweeter. I'll take the tweeter. You take the talker. Yeah, check out my Twitter account though because it's uh, I don't know. It's I, pretty I, good. I retweet 
I retweet things that I find aesthetically pleasing. I'm like an aesthetic Twitter guy. Wow. Because I'm I'm stuck in a year and a half ago. Yeah, Mike's Time very flies. pretentious about his, his Absolutely Twitter. Absolutely am. <laughs> I'm very pretentious about a lot of things. <laughs> so uh so check that out. I might uh might put up a put up a, a, put up a, a picture. good picture tonight. I might put up a picture of this this vintage sort of dog eared Packers rugby shirt. It's a good shirt that I found at a, a thrift shop up in Anigo, Wisconsin. I paid a dollar for like a classic vintage Packers rugby rugby jersey. I am I'm into it. I'm about it. I'm here for it. Uh, this is Chiefs Heads in Chicago Land. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week for episode 21. This is episode 20 of this Jeez. show. And uh, it just flies. Thank you all for, for helping us have fun with it because this is a highlight of my week. Yeah. Every week. And uh, thanks for taking the time, Matt. Cause, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you're, you're still in college. I'm I'm sort of just a, a guy who works for yeah. a living, <laughs> which is way easier than being in college. Yeah. No, it's, it's a lot of I'm stuff. Just, but... le- just letting you know, like for when you're getting out of college, yeah. like the real world's actually easier than right. college. I can't wait. Good. It's been a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of stress lately. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and I know, I know we've had a tough, tough week and I know it's been difficult. We've experienced a lot of emotions, but moving forward. Yeah. If you're trying to get your life back on track, you're looking for answers in a tough world that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. What should you do, Matt? You should just stay cheesy, baby. <laughs> <laughs>